Good morning and welcome to this edition of Words from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today. It's been several days since we've been able to join together, and I mean several. Uh, and I apologize for that again, but uh, I want to send out a heartfelt thank you to all those that have been praying for me and my wife. Uh, we've been dealing with a lot of sickness lately, and I, I just want to thank uh, certain people. I want to thank everyone that's been praying for us, but I want to thank the ones that I can remember. Uh, my memory fails me many times, and I, I probably will leave many out, but I want you to know that I thank each and every one of you, but I want to make special mention of these folks that have continually contacted us and encouraged us uh, along the way in this sickness that uh, they're praying for us, and you know, it's just so wonderful to know that your brothers and sisters in Christ care enough about you and love you enough to pray. I want to thank my cousin, Teresa White. I want to thank Kathleen Forrester. I want to thank Barbara Fraley and her group of prayer warriors there on Facebook. And you can look it up if you'd like. It's Barbara and Family and Friends Gospel Music and Prayers. That group is found on Facebook on social media. Also, Frank Shulnick. Uh, he has also a Facebook ministry. It's called End Times Lights in a Dark Evil World. Frank Shulnick. Uh, it, and you can look that group up as well. But I also want to thank uh, Brother and Pastor Chip Coleman of Browns Chapel Baptist Church and the members, the faithful and loving members of Browns Chapel Baptist Church located here in Packlet, South Carolina, where we live. Uh, my wife and I are members there, and I'm going to tell you, if you're looking for a, a good Bible preaching church, one where the pastor rightly divides the word of truth and it's not watered down, it's preached and it's proclaimed as it's supposed to be, a church that proclaims the gospel, the good news of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I invite you to uh, go and visit Browns Chapel Baptist Church or contact Pastor uh, uh, Coleman if you would like to get some directions or you can look it up on Facebook at Browns Chapel on Facebook and it'll give you the, the streets located on Green Street here in Packlet, South Carolina. But I invite you to encourage you to visit there if you're looking for a a good Bible preaching church and one that has a lot of loving members. I tell you, they are a, a, a group of, of loving people, uh, Christian brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, fa a family of faith there at Brown's Chapel. So I encourage you to, to join, to go visit there. But as we continue on here in the message, and I, again, it's been several days since we joined together, but uh, I touched on the scripture in the last broadcast, and this is from Psalm chapter 8. And, I, you know, we continue to journey to and consider the cross of Christ, and we're headed that way. Uh, but I want you to think about that and focus on that word consider today. Consider. You know, uh, let's read the scripture here. Uh, this is what David, this is the Psalm of David, Psalm chapter 8. And I want to start reading in verse 1 down through the first part of verse 4, he says, listen now, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. 
That speaks of none other than a prophecy of our Redeemer, Jesus Christ our Lord. But David goes on to say here in verse 3, Listen now, when I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, that word ordained in the Hebrew is put in place. So it's which thou hast put in place, the stars which thou hast put in place. Verse 4. Because see, when we consider God, it leads to an acknowledgement. But that's what David is encouraging us to do here. And what the word of God is encouraging us to do here is to consider him, the God of creation. And as you've got your Bibles, I want you to, pause right now i'm gonna ask you to pause the broadcast again because i know what there's one of these in every house and that's a mirror and i have a purpose for this it's not for vanity's sake i want you to take yourself to that mirror and i want you to gather your family if they're with you and y'all y'all get before that mirror and look at yourself in the mirror and we're going somewhere with that in a minute but it's all has to do with considering the god of creation he says when i consider all the works of thy fingers, the moon and the stars. He says what here, verse 4. What is man that thou art mindful of him? I want you to ask this question, but right there in, uh, in that phrase where it says, what is man? I want you to say, who am I? And put your name there. Who am I, Jeff Thomas, that thou, the God of creation, the God of the universe, the all-powerful power, and mighty and majestic God who spoke everything into existence, as we will see today, who am I that thou art mindful of me? When you look around at what we have that sustains us, we have to have water, air, light, and food. God has provided all these things. You say, well, no, I work for that. God, God has given us everything that we need to sustain us. And sinner friend, if you're rejecting Christ and you are not considering God today, you need to understand something. God is sustaining you in your sins right now. He loves you. He does not love you as a sinner. He does not love your sin, but he loves you. He does not love the life that you lead. That's what I mean by he does not love you as a sinner. He does not love the life that you lead. But he loves you. He loves you enough to create everything that you have that sustains you and everything that we have that sustains us. And he loves us enough, and he loved us enough to send his son, the God of the universe, of all power, majesty, and wisdom, and that's what we will see, because when we consider, the word consider means to take, to think about, especially when, or think of, especially when it re regards to taking some kind of action. To think about or of, especially when regarding of taking an action. That's considering, and when we consider him, as David did here, when I consider the works of thy fingers, when I consider the moon and the stars which thou have put in place, <laughs> who am I? When we consider, we ask that question, and it brings us to an acknowledgement. And an acknowledgement means the acceptance of the truth and the existence of something 
or someone. Consider God today as David did. If you consider, strongly consider all that you have, who you are, as you look in that mirror, consider this, how your all the systems of your body work together to keep you alive. The skeletal system, the muscular system, the central nervous system, the the digestive system, uh, the uh, I've already mentioned muscular system, but so on and so forth. I don't pretend to be a doctor, okay? Uh, I don't know that much about anatomy, but look and see and think about this. Consider, consider him who made you, because we will see that in Scripture as we read Genesis chapter 1. And I know we read down through verse 23 last time we were together, but I want to read it again. I want to point out some things today. And this, turn over there with me. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. Pay particular attention to how many times this is mentioned. And he saw that the light, and it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. That's the ark of the skies and the heavens that we see. And the evening and the morning were the second day. And God saith, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place. And let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters called he sees. And God saw, listen, God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass and herb yielding seed and fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth and it was so and the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind and the trees yielding fruit whose seed is in itself after his kind and god saw that it was good and the evening and the morning were the third day. And God said, let there be the lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made Excuse me. And God made two great lights, the greater to rule the day and the lesser to rule the night. He made the stars also. Did you hear that? The lesser, to, the, the greater to rule the day, the lesser to rule the night, and he made the stars also. What was David considering in Psalm chapter 8? The works of his fingers. 
Now, that is the anthropomorphism when uh, a divine act of God is given a human uh, quality like fingers. God, we know, is a spirit. He does not have a body. Verse 17, and God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and the fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of the heaven. And God created great wells and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters of the, in the seas and let the fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Now we come to the climax of God's creation. And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind. Cattle and creeping thing and the beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind and the cattle after his kind and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Now we come to the climax, the second part of the climax of God's creation, the creation of man. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And God created man in, in, his, in his image. In his image, in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living, every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in the which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed to you, it shall be meat. That he's speaking to man there. Mankind and animals were vegetarians in perfect in God's perfect creation. But he's talking to man there in verse 29, and he says, And to every beast in verse 30, he says, And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to every living thing that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. Listen to verse 31 here. He says, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. God saw that it was good. It's mentioned six times here in this chapter. In 31 verses. In verse 31, after he creates man in his image and likeness, he said, Behold, 
He looked at everything together that he had spoken into existence and formed uh, from the ground of the earth, as we will find out in Genesis chapter 2, as Adam was formed from the dust of the earth, uh, as, a, as a potter uh, would mold his clay, uh, as the language speaks there. Uh, but he looked at all of his creation, and he said he assessed it, and he judged it to be good. That means perfect. If it is good in God's eyes, it is perfect. Man was not created in sin. Man was created with the ability to choose. And I know, and he had a free will. I know people, scholars will argue that down. They will argue about that. But it is a common sense thing. God breathed life into Adam's nostrils. He became a living soul. And he had a mind to think with and a will to choose and a soul to worship and fellowship with God in perfect peace and perfect harmony and perfect communion. That's how everything was created. God, when he was finished, said, It is, behold, it is very good. It is perfect. Now, consider the God that has assessed the power of the universe, the creation of his word, the authority of his word that spoke all things into existence. And by the authority of his words, all of his creation was perfect. And he was had the authority not only to speak it, but he had the authority to make that judgment that all of his creation was perfect, including mankind, Adam and Eve. All things were perfect. Now, I want you to consider this. If we can trust God, to and consider him and acknowledge the truth of his word and acknowledge the truth of his revelation to us through creation, if we can consider him to the point of acknowledgement that we see him in everything that surrounds us, even in ourselves, if we look at ourselves in the mirror and we say, thank you, God, when I consider the one that looked upon his creation, that spoke it in, in all power and majesty and wisdom, the God of all things, the God of the universe, the great three in one, the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, when he looked upon it, he was, he, we can trust him to say it was very good, it was perfect. Everything that he had made to sustain us was perfect. Perfect. Now, consider this. If you can trust him for that decision, if you can trust him to make that judgment, what is right and wrong in his creation, in the universe, how can we not consider him and trust him that he knows what is right and wrong and what is good and perfect and not for you and I? When we consider, we acknowledge. And if we consider what he's done and we don't acknowledge his truth, and we do as a gentleman wrote me the other day of something I posted on the, the social media about the word of God and the Lord, he said nonsense or hogwash. Uh, it, it, it's nonsense. It's fairy tales. Uh, and I, I tell that gentleman I was praying for him, but he is not considering 
the God of creation. And therefore, he is not acknowledging the truth of his revelation through his word and through creation. And the apostle Paul speaks about this. And I want to turn over there right quick. Turn over there with me. Uh, Romans, Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Lord is leading us over here, so let's go. Romans chapter 1. Take me just a second to get there. All right, Romans chapter 1, I want to start reading in verse 18. Verse 18 of Romans chapter 1. He says, uh, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who hold, listen, the truth in unrighteousness. That man and all the ones that reject God and fail to consider and acknowledge him, that is what they're doing because they're living in sin. They want to suppress the truth. They want to suppress the revelation of God in creation that he said, oh, it was good. He created, he spoke it into existence. They are denying him. They're holding down his truth. They're suppressing it that they might live in unrighteousness and ungodliness. But this is, there is a, a, a I'm telling you, listen to this, what Paul says right here. And Paul is uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit to write this now. These are the words of God. He says, because that that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. My friends, if we fail to consider, if we fail to acknowledge the truth of God's word, we fail to consider the God of creation, we want to laugh in his face and we want to tell him we don't care that you sent your son to be our redeemer. We don't care that you sent your son to die on Calvary's cross and shed every drop of his blood in the ground there for my sin and the sins of the world, that we might be redeemed, that we might be freed from the bondage of sin, that we might be saved, that we might be justified, that we might be sanctified. If you're saying that, you're, acknowledge, you're not acknowledging him today, you're spitting in his face, you're saying, I don't care that you sent your son to be my redeemer. But if you consider him today, you will acknowledge the, the truth of his revelation through creation and the, the revelation of truth through his word, which is the truth. We are sanctified by the truth. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, as the apostle writes in Romans chapter 10, verse 17. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So if you can trust him today, you consider him today to trust him to make the determination and the judgment that all his creation was perfect. And this was before sin now. Sin had not entered in yet. We haven't gotten to the fall of man and, and therefore the fall of creation when sin entered in. But when God had finished his creative work, all was perfect. He judged it perfect. And if we can trust our God to make that decision upon his creation. We can certainly trust our God to save our soul. That is the power. That is the God. He not only wants to be a God to you, my sinner friend, but he wants to be a loving father. And the only way that you can be brought into that relationship is to accept Christ today, to consider God the God of creation, to consider his son who was sent to be the lamb slain for the foundation of the world 
and the Lamb which taketh away the sin of the world by his precious blood shed on Calvary's cross. Won't you consider today, because when you start to consider, when you say, who am I? Who am I, God, that you would be mindful of me? Who am I that you would send your son to die on the cross to me? And who am I that you would send him that he would shed his blood to cleanse my sins away? Who am I? Who am I that you would be mindful of me? That's acknowledgement, my friend. That's consideration. When you consider him, when you consider what he's done, what he's doing, and what he's going to do, for he is the one that is, was, and is to come. He's the eternal God, the eternal Son of God is Jesus Christ, our Lord. And by through him and by him and participating your faith in him and repenting of your sins, you can have forgiveness. You can be saved, but you must place all of your faith in Jesus Christ and accept the wonderful free gift of God's grace. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. There's no way you can buy it. There's no way you can work enough to, to earn it, do enough good deeds to earn it. It is the free gift of God by his grace. It's God's grace. And by your faith and repenting of your sin, turning from your sin, turning from your sin and turning to the cross and look upon Christ today and place your faith in him and his shed blood there at Calvary. That is what it means to consider the God of creation. To consider because you lead to, the, remember what I said, and that is the decision or the thinking about something, especially when regard to taking an action. You're taking the action. You're considering the cross. You're taking the action to repent. And that leads you to acknowledgement of the truth of God's word and the truth of his revelation to us by his creation, through his word, and through our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. I pray for you today, if you have not accepted Christ as your Savior, that you would do so today. All you have to do is confess your sins, repent, and turn from your sins, and have turned to God. That's having faith in Christ. Place your faith in Him, not in yourself, not in anything else. It's in Christ and Christ alone, and you will be saved. He said, if anyone calls upon me, I will no wise cast them out. It, all you got to do is ask him today to forgive you your sins and accept him as your Lord and Savior, this resurrected Son of God, as your Lord and Savior today. I pray that you would do so. Thank you for joining us today. I'm sorry I went a little long. I'm not sorry for the word because that's the word of God. But thank you for joining us again and for words for God. And I look forward to the next time that we can share in a word from the word of God. God bless.